secret weapon. <laughs> I can't believe your parents went along with that. They were really cool parents. I mean, they, you know, their their thing was, hey, as long as you're not drinking and driving, we know you're going to these keg parties. Uh, so they were fine with me sleeping in the van and sleeping it off. The, you know, and they also didn't want me smoking grass. And as long as I didn't do that, they were okay with me drinking. So I saw that picture of you from high school when you were in that van, and um, like you had a full head of hair back then, but you know before you went bald, and even your hair was mm-hmm. shitty. Like you, like you almost had no hair on top, and you had like long hair on oh, the yeah. side. Like you always had bad hair. Stringy. Yeah, you know what? I I screwed my hair up too because I used to crimp it. Remember those crimpers in the eighties? <laughs> like try to make it all wavy. Yeah. I burned it so bad, and I never yeah. trimmed it or never cut the split ends. That it was just the rattiest old mop. Um, I don't miss it at all. Actually, do we want to speak to this guy in Oklahoma? He claims uh, he knows about van. He he evidently lived van life, like uh, oh, Gabby yeah? Petito and her boyfriend. You never actually drove it anywhere, did you, Richard? Like, and went like on a trip for months in like, you know, not in that van, but I toured with bands all throughout the nineties in vans and it's, uh, yeah. it's a hard life. I mean, yeah. we, yeah, like sleeping six guys in a van is not easy. You know, when we got to stop at a campground and camp out, that was like a, the five star hotel for us. Did you read Dave Grohl's book yet? It's, he's coming on tomorrow. No, I want to. He, he did a lot I of band wait. traveling. Yeah, he did yeah, a lot yeah. of band. Uh, he would go stories, with his band. Right? He was in a punk band, and they would just, like, travel around in a van, and it was horrible. <laughs> I he, think I, he did a whole documentary about bands touring in vans, actually. Yep. Hey, Jesse, in Oklahoma. Yeah. Hey, now, right. right here. Hey, now. Yeah, I, I actually am. Uh, I'm living yeah. in my van right now. I've been doing it for almost a year, and I just travel the country and photograph uh, WHL axe throwing tournaments. Well, let me see if I have this right. What you said because I kind of lost you in the hay now. The um, you're you're living a van life now. Yeah. Yep. Like you're calling me from the van. Yeah. So um, I'm in Oklahoma. There'll be a tournament here for axe throwing. Um, in Tulsa, so I'm helping getting that set up, and then I'll be photographing that all weekend. And you just live in your what van. You sleep in it. Photographing Howard, I, I don't can't know. Make he, out what he's saying. I've tried twice. It's something. It sounds like wrestling axe or something. Throwing. I think axe throwing, axe throwing. contests. Oh, yeah, axe where you throw <laughs> yeah. axe. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that was a thing. They still had axe throwing. <laughs> Wait a second, Jesse. Your job is to be the photographer at the axe throwing contest. Yeah. Yep. Dude, That's I love all my I listeners, live. but it sounds very loserish. You're living in a van photographing axe throwing contests. It sounds to me like we got to get serious about our future. <laughs> Actually, the the I mean, I've lived uh, a pretty non traditional life, and this is the best part of it. Oh. oh, so you dig it? You got a girl in there in that van with you? Uh, no, it's uh, it's a small van, and it's just uh, just myself. Oh. You, you, you ever get a, Gabby, get a girl in that van? <laughs> you got to get a Gabby Petito to get travel the country with you in that van. Do you have a toilet with a hole in the floor that you can shit through? I, I'm not that classy. Where do you shit? But the uh, I, um, public restrooms, uh, uh, rest stops, um, gas stations, whatever. 
Do you ever just hang your ass out the back of the van and take a dump? <laughs> Not a dump, but definitely do uh, pop open the door depending on where I'm at and don't put shoes on. Yeah. Take a leak. Kind of nice. You kind of wake up in the morning. What time do you usually rise? What's your routine in that van? Well, I have uh, chronic insomnia, so I sleep about three hours a night. Sometimes I'll drive 1,200 miles in 20 hours. So I don't really have a, a good schedule. Why do you drive for 20 hours? I mean, you have nowhere to be. I mean, why why, why put well, yourself through that? I'll drive coast to coast sometimes, depending on the uh, tournament. The, the longest trip I took was Rochester, New York, to Spokane, Washington. How much can you get paid for photographing a axe-throwing tournament? Well, I built my own brand, and I'm the best at what I do. I defined the uh, photographic standard for axe throwing. In other words, you're good at, like, freezing, like, when the axe is midair, you can kind of get a good shot that's not blurry? Yeah, I can freeze an axe, and uh, I can freeze the thrower. Um, I shoot alongside ESPN during the live televised. Hmm. Is there, like, a Tom Tom Brady of axe throwing? Is there, like, a big superstar axe thrower guy? Um, right now, top in the country is Mike Philbaum, and uh, the current world champion is Ryan Smith. Yeah, doesn't he have a big beard and goes around planting apple trees? Uh, Mike does have a beard, and uh, Ryan Smith is uh, active duty Navy. Uh, With a pet bull? Uh, yeah. So who makes more money, you or the axe throwers? Um, I would say the axe throwers. I, I'm fortunate. I don't, I don't actually depend on my photography to make a living, um, which is definitely a benefit in my lifestyle. So I'm pretty Who's free to do, um, what I want. You know, here's that? how I, I, I'm, I don't put down anyone's career. You want to photograph axe throwing contests. That's fine with me. But what does it say when you're the best in your field at photographing axe contests and you're living in a van? You know what I mean? I've, I've I mean, lived on, I've I've lived on boats. I've I've been homeless. Um, so I mean, this really is a step up. Believe it or not, uh, during the pandemic lockdown, I was living in an apartment in uh, Pennsylvania, and you know, I kind of looked at what everything that was going on in the world, and I said, I built my company and uh, went and shot um, the world championship, and then just looked at the opportunities and said, that's what I want to do with my life. Like, I like all my stuff, you know, being in a room and, like, you know, I can spread out a little bit, maybe, you know, read a book. You know, when you sit in a van, all like, where's all your stuff? It's all in the van? Yeah, so I, I mean, I, there's a lot to said about that. You know, at one time I did work with um, Amazon uh, consulting and things, and this stuff, like, all that stuff, it's uh, not having that is actually really rewarding. Um, so most of my things are geared towards what I do. Uh, my living space is, um, you know, pretty much to sleep in and, and travel and store my equipment securely. And then, uh, you know, clothing. And that's about it. You can't, When's the last time you got laid? Because I'm just picturing like, you know, hey, you meet a chick in the bar and you're like, want to go in the van and fuck? And you're like, hey, aren't you a little too old for that? You know, and want to go back to my place? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe shower. Yeah, let's my go back bad. to my place. And you're in a van, like just lay. You, you're gonna have to lay down because uh, I, I, I don't have more than I got. 
What? <laughs> I turn down more offers than I take advantage of. Really? And when you say yeah. to a chick, I live in a van, uh, they're they're not even thrown by it. They're like, hey, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, um, you know, and, and I live in a very primitive van. Like, it's not, some of these vans that you see are built out like a little studio apartment. I have a cargo <laughs> net at the top, cement mixing bins full of the T-shirts that I sell for my brand. Um, I have a military folding cot that's wooden and canvas with a mattress oh, nice. on it and a sleeping bag. That's nice. Get it's crazy, but uh, yeah. it's not for everyone. It's definitely not for everyone. So what if you had to, like, take, let's say you fall in love with a girl, and do you think you could easily move her into the van, get another cot in there, and live in the van with her and maybe start a family? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm at a point in my life where um, I'm not planning on starting a family. And, um, Be cool. and as far as the, you know, like what my dedication is, it's my art. <laughs> We'd have Never. to upgrade to a U-Haul if we got a, a wife. No, <laughs> you could you could stuff one or two children into that van with you and your wife. Come on, there's there's ways. Yeah, I mean, if you just throw out all trailer. your clothes, yeah. I try not to talk about stuffing children in my van because it is definitely a kidnapper van. It's a nondescript white van. I'm able to hide in plain sight, you know, park against other you know work vehicles and things like that, or. If there's a spool, uh, you know, a trailer with a big spool on it, I'll just park in front of it like it's mine. But yeah, you I was going to ask like, where. Oh, you ever sorry. see families living in the van while you're on the road, like yeah. the whole family? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's, uh, it's not you, pleasant. Where do you like park to sleep? Is there unsafe? Like, you ever had any weird people try to get in your van while you're sleeping and stuff? Yeah, I mean, just just the other weekend, I had somebody check check the uh the handles to see if i had it unlocked um and that was that was in a, a dirt lot under a tree yeah like and, people in uh, homes worry you know they got like alarm systems and stuff this dude's in a van and like, like someone's trying to break in like there could be something valuable in there my god i mean really i used to park valuable. in yeah. i used to park like at waffle houses or like 24-hour restaurants they seemed a little safer it seemed like the weirdest encounter I've had is in a Waffle House parking lot, and uh, I was I was looking to park there for the night, and uh, just this flock of birds, like 200 birds, just came down, and I thought, well, that's not a good sign. And then um, as I turned around, there was a person standing against the fence, with just uh, facing the fence, not moving, and uh, my headlights flashed across them, and I was like, I'm out, I'm not, I'm not signing up for this. But, and that was at like, um, and that was at a time when, you know, Waffle Houses weren't open 24 hours in that state. So it was about four in the morning. I just, I just moved on. Yeah. Waffle House maybe isn't the best place to park. Uh, we're thinking Tico Taco might be your best bet. <laughs> I've heard yeah, about that. Let you yeah. shit in the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah get, park if you anymore. see a, a very dried up turd, that's Richard. Say hi to it. <laughs> Why did he settle on axe throwing as his area of expertise? Well, it's one of the most popular sports in the country, so uh, <laughs> you know the demand would be high. Uh, you know that you could be insured of a good living by becoming an expert in axe throwing contests. I think that's actually yeah. a big thing at, at bars, at some bars, like axe throwing. I'm like, I don't know if that's a good mix. Yeah, I used to, uh, I was a pretty good axe thrower. I competed for a while, and then I'd go to my van and take a shit and... <laughs> it was a pretty nice lifestyle. <laughs> well, if I'm in New York, we'll have to go throw. But uh, I grew up with it. My parents threw knife and tomahawk at 
living history events called rendezvous and things. So it's pretty nerdy, but um, towards the end of my father's life, I just went back to it. And, you know, that's over 14 years ago. And then the uh, indoor axe throwing um, came down from Canada, and that was 2016 in September. And How do you get mail? You're that. living in a van doing what you're doing. So all my mail goes to my parents. address. Mm, they must be thrilled. How old are you? I am. I'm 46. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Mom, Dad, uh, mind uh, getting my mail for me? Yeah, they're pretty supportive. I mean, my father's passed, but my mom's supportive. And honestly, in the mail, the only thing I get is junk. I'm so glad my parents weren't supportive of it. You know, if I, Mom, Dad, I'm, I'm thinking of living in a van. Maybe uh, go photograph some axe throwing contests, <laughs> and maybe that'll be my life. And, and, and would you mind uh, collecting my mail till I'm 46? Listen, that's not going to happen. Once you graduate high school, it's vamanos, amigo. That's right. Who do you think collected my mail? No one. That's right. <laughs> no one collected our mail for us. What makes you think you can do that? And you got to be a responsible citizen. That's right, you moron. Axe-throwing contest. What the hell is wrong with you? However, what kind of job is that, axe-throwing? I, I had jobs. Yeah, I, I, I trained. Of course you did. My parents would have humiliated me. The world, oh, look at this. The Waddle World Axe Throwing League has over 6,000 axe throwers in over 28 countries. Who knew? Maybe that's <laughs> something I'd be good at. Howard, I can't laugh yeah. at this guy too much because if you wouldn't have hired me, this would probably be my life right now. I'm pretty. I'm pretty convinced you're right. I, I mean, my past, like, uh, I served in the uh, United States Coast Guard. I mean. I'm going to throw an axe at you. Get out of my home. Dad, Dad, why can't you be supportive? What's wrong with you, a tomahawk? What's wrong with you? You're a shame. A blight on our family. <laughs> hey, listen. What the fuck, man? You're out there. Like. Yeah, I mean, it's. You're doing it. What, what happens like, like it, like what if like a cop comes up and starts banging on the van door and, you know, says you can't, you know, don't you get nervous? Uh, I did federal law enforcement with the Coast Guard for a couple of years. So, um, and I did have somebody bang on my door, but he wasn't a police officer. And when I pulled up to the place, it was like maybe, uh, maybe again around four in the morning, but. The guy was still hanging out from the bar, and he came over and uh, banged on the door and identified him as um, Fort Worth police, but it didn't go well for him. And uh, and as Wait, far as so like uh, situations like that, I mean, that, you were sleeping in the van, and some guy started banging on the window and said he was the police, but he wasn't the police. Yeah, he was drunk. He was a drunk, and I, and I had pulled up, and I seen him take an interest in me as soon as I pulled up, but. Um, I just sat, I, I went into the back and just waited to see if, if um, a couple minutes, see if it would pass. But he came and took an interest. He slammed on the door a couple times and said he was the police. And um, there's a thing called a, a brachial plexus stun, which uh, most law enforcement are trained in using. And I opened the door, popped out, and struck him in the neck with that, which is a, <laughs> a nerve bundle that runs up the side of your neck. 
and um, nice. it's very much like your <laughs> spinal cord. You yeah. can either permanently disable a person, or you could just set it to stun. So I just, so I just you, knocked them down. So you opened up the door and knocked them out. Um, not not unconscious, just discombobulated would be a better word. And then what do you do? You drive off, or you just stay there? Uh, the woman that he was trying to impress wasn't as impressed and dragged him away. <laughs> cool. You're a tough guy, though. <laughs> Got to admit, sounds like you're a badass. You know, think about this guy. He's driving around the country in a van. He's going to axe throwing contests. He must be pretty fucking tough. Plus, he was in the Coast Guard. Well, how long do you expect to stay out there? Can you stay out there forever? I I would like to do it for at least 10 years. If, um, mm-hmm. I mean... Good life, good life plan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See, you're the kind of guy I'd be scared of running into if I was into the van life. Robin and I are thinking of doing this once we retire and getting a nice van and I'll sleep with her on a cot. <laughs> Cradle her. <laughs> Just if I'll run into you. <laughs> but you sound like a well, tough guy, and uh, I can tell you, it sounds like a hard life. It doesn't sound easy. And But you're saying it, you get a lot of chicks. Easy. When you bang a chick, do you ever, like, shell out for a hotel room or... Or are you, you no. right there? Yeah. No. Do you ever see yeah. these hot chicks like? Uh, do you ever see these hot chicks like Gabby Petito live in the van life? I mean, she seems like one in a million. Well, there's actually a lot of young people that gravitate towards van life, and it, and it's definitely romanticized for them, and um, monetizing it. You know, that's a difficult thing to do, but they they see it on Instagram, they see it on their social media, and they they move in that direction and. Unfortunately, like with Gabby's story, you know, it's tragic, but it's not the only one. Um, mm. There's a lot of suicides. Uh, a young woman a couple months back who was, um, had a lot of followers on like YouTube and things like that. Um, she was doing it with her significant other. They broke up and she was continuing to do it by herself. And then she, uh, she had chosen to end her life. So it, it is not easy. Mm. And for the younger people, if they don't have those life experiences to, you know, fall back on to deal with certain situations, it, you know, it can turn a, a, a bad day into a, a really bad day. But hmm. there's situations of road rage. Uh, I've hit a deer in the Rockies at like 85 miles an hour. That was a bad week. And, um, you know, it's just... Uh, I, if you don't have, like I said, like those life experiences to kind of get you through situations, it's not going to be, it's not going to be what you see on Instagram. But, well, yeah, Robin and I have had a lot of life experiences. We should be pretty good at this. We should but, be okay, right? Yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. We hit a deer. We'll, <laughs> you know, we'll deal with it. That's okay. And plus, we're going to get a toilet to next to my front seat so we can shit uh, <laughs> right there in the van. We don't even have to look for a rest stop. We're pretty shit, excited I'm about that. I bet you a lot of people are into van life now hearing Richard's story will probably convert into that toilet situation in the front. Nice. <laughs> well, yeah, you that's gotta something get a, they probably never thought of. You got to get an older van. This was like a 65 Chevy van, and there was nothing like under that part of the van. Like, no, the engine was in between the front two front seats. So <laughs> I think a lot of new vans, you wouldn't be able to just poke a hole in the bottom of them. Oh. You try, you try. You could try. Hey, <laughs> hey Jesse, thanks for the uh, insight into uh, van life. Uh, good
Good luck. Stay safe out there, all right? Yeah, and, thank you. Uh, great talking to you. And Robin, I've always been a huge fan. Thank you. Who isn't? <laughs> right? You all have a good day. You Send too. Robin a picture. She might want to join you in that van. Uh, could be. Yeah, she digs <laughs> She digs up alternate lifestyle. She's an early adopter of alternate <laughs> lifestyle, like Gary. Wow. I like that toilet thing. That sounds like a lot of fun when you guys are out in the woods and you'd shit in your toilet, and then you could watch the shit drop out. <laughs> it was pretty damn when funny. He goes, when he goes on to say we sometimes used it as a cooler, that's where you lose me. Yeah. Even it's I find that a bit the crapper and the cooler. <laughs> I just put ice in there. Wash off the shit streaks. <laughs> nice. Howard, I had a weird, like, that was a scary thing about sleeping in a van like Jesse was talking about. It's You'd get woke up. Sometimes your van would shake or you'd hear a noise. It was scary Dude, as hell. And the parents I, with a house, you were in high school. There was no reason for that. Well, the reason was I loved going to keg parties and I didn't want to drink and drive. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was my reasoning back then. But one time, like my, the roof of the van, I heard this crash, this loud, crazy crash. I was passed out drunk at a gas station, uh, <laughs> in the van. And all of a sudden I look out and my buddies had dumped these massive trash cans full of empty beer cans onto the roof of my van nice. as a joke. And I got really, really pissed because they woke me up and I was still drunk. So I crawled, like jumped on top of my own van and jumped onto my buddy's truck hood who dumped the cans on my van and crushed his whole hood in. Nice. And it's like, I was like, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Yeah. <laughs> he had to get a new hood. I was so mad. Mm. You guys must have been like the prom kings of your high school. I mean, sounds like you guys were really up to some really great things. <laughs> oh, I was the opposite of whatever the prompting yeah. was. <laughs> I wish we, I, I, that van just must have been the best. Oh, it was famous around our county. Like people would see it and laugh and was, they'd be like, did oh, you decorate it? Richard. Like they'd, they'd have like, oh, yeah. uh, like one of those, uh, like, I don't know, glow in the dark. Yeah. Fucking light, we UV act- lights. We did. We actually, Used glow. My mom helped me decorate it. We used just spray paint, and we met, put glow in the dark paint on the wheels. We painted nice. like uh, painted weird stuff on the sides. We put bloody handprints on the front of the van. Awesome! And oh, it was so creepy looking. We tried to make it like the mystery machine, like the Scooby Doo van, but we did a really crappy job, and it just looked scary. I'm sure there was no toothbrush in that van. Uh, you know, <laughs> not oh, one. I, why would you waste no. space for space. a toothbrush? <laughs> oh, I've said before, I I really only literally remember brushing my teeth in high school a couple times, like throughout yeah. all high school. And I used to have to get canker sore medicine because my mouth was so gross. Like I would get re- real bad canker sores. And instead well, who would of give brushing the, my teeth, who would like give you I the canker sore medicine, like the dentist? <laughs> no, uh, my parents would get it for me. I, they might even got it from a vet, like a veterinarian. Or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where they got it, but I remember I would swab this, and it stung like hell. I'd swab. And no one would this. say, hey, if you brush your teeth, you can get rid of those canker sores. They probably did, but I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't listen. Yeah. I was too much of an asshole. All right. Brightest. Uh, I think I'm going to throw up. Thank <laughs> you. Right. Thanks, Howard. Yeah. I got a lot of stuff to get to, and we're running out of time. 
Well, I'm glad we got that little glimpse into van life. Fascinating. Yeah. Might have to get into that, that whole van thing. You and me. I know. I saw a little video of Gabby saying she loved the van. I didn't get a look inside, but. Right. Didn't look like it was. A, it. Didn't look real roomy, if you know no. what I mean. Hey, according to Genesis, any SUV can give. Oh, there you go. According to Genesis, any SUV can give you what you need. But the first ever Genesis GV70 performance SUV gives you what you want with standard 300 horsepower and standard all-wheel drive. This is driving like nothing else in its category. On the outside of the car, there are coupe-like body lines with athletic details like a bold dual exhaust. Nice. Inside, there are available Napa leather seats with suede inserts that look as premium as they feel. wonder if there's a toilet in there. <laughs> Turn on the ambient lighting and you're surrounded by luxury. The Genesis GV70 Sports, the world's first in-vehicle fingerprint reader. I love that. I got a fingerprint reader on my computer. I love it. Yeah? I, yeah, I don't have to, like, type my password. Comes equipped with a standard 14.5-inch HD touchscreen. Very nice. Time to make way for the GV70. GV70. Go to Genesis.com. Find your local retailer. That's Genesis.com. We love you, Genesis. Also, I want to say today's show is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Don't miss out on great job candidates. ZipRecruiter. Making hiring faster and easier, Robin. And right now. They do. They actually do what they say. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash 100. Okay. I'm all caught up. Uh, just listen yeah. to these few words. I'll go pish, and we'll come back and get to a lot of stuff. All right. It's summer again, and that means bright, sunny days and nights that are too hot to get any shut-eye. Stop tossing and turning and get yourself some sheets that'll keep you cool all night long from Brooklinen. Brooklinen makes beautiful, high-quality sheets and bedding available directly to you. No middlemen, no luxury markups, just good sheet. There are different colors, patterns, and fabrics, so you can choose exactly what you want. And no matter the season, Brooklinen keeps you at the right temperature. Goodbye night sweats. And hello, best sheets ever. They also make cozy comforters, plush pillows, towels, and loungewear so you can live your most comfortable life. Brooklinen is so confident you will love their products, they offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. Brooklinen, the Internet's favorite sheets. Right now, go to brooklinen.com and use promo code 100 to get $20 off when you spend $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and use promo code 100 for $20 off. Brooklinen.com, promo code 100. Hey there, Internet. Hi, Steve. How's it going? Not great. I seem to have downloaded a virus. Oh, right. When you pressed accept. I didn't want to accept the virus, though. Uh, of course not. I'm really sorry, Steve. But you're the Internet. Isn't there something you can do? About the virus? No. But I can show you this dancing shark video. That might cheer you up. It's time to reset your relationship with the Internet. Avast helps you take control of your safety and privacy online. Go to Avast.com today and download Avast One for free. For cooler sleep, check out the Casper Cooling Collection featuring mattresses and bedding. Casper says their Wave Hybrid Snow Mattress 
keeps you cool for 12 hours or more by pulling heat away from your body for sustained temperature regulation and a cool-to-the-touch feeling. I need this. Plus, Casper's line of fully adjustable bed frames lets you customize your sleep even further. Rise adjustable bases are perfect for reading in bed or quieting down a snoring partner. I need that, too. Beth sometimes is, uh, I'm not saying she's snoring, but she's like... They've addressed everything, this Casper. Try the zero-gravity position for ultimate relaxation or the anti-snore position to lift your head and chest for pressure-relieving comfort. Explore all Casper products at casper.com and use code 100 for $100 off select mattresses. That's code 100, $100 off select mattresses. Exclusion supply. See casper.com for more detail. When you find the right Trojan condom for you, you're protected. And when we say you're protected... We mean you're protected. You are so protected. You're going to want so much protection, it'll be all you can think about. Protection in the morning. Protection in the evening. Protection late at night. You've never felt this protected. Feel your best. Get yours on. Trojan. Stern Show remembers Norm McDonald. Hey, so do I say you're listening to the Howard Stern Show? That's how you'll end it, yeah. That's how I end it. Hey, it's Norm McDonald. Well, you didn't tell me that. Hey, this is Norm McDonald. You know, when I'm not bombing on stages at colleges or getting bombed on stages at colleges, I listen to the man who drops the biggest and smelliest ass bombs in all of show business. That's right, Howard Stern. And now, live from New York, it's the Howard Stern Show. (laughs) The Howard Stern Show. He used to drive Howard's car. Now Ronnie needs to get away. The traffic, uh, the idiots. I just can't deal with to it. To the desert in Las Vegas. There's plenty of people that go there to retire. I'll sit around all day. The game plan is to go out there and enjoy my life. It's gonna feel like an inferno. I, I've been there when it's that hot. And living in a deep fryer. Better shovel and fucking snugger. Ronnie will be. I sit in my pool. Oh. What fires? There's no fucking fires there. What the fuck are you talking about? Two months out of the year, it's like that. Fire. It's fine. You know, you can eat outside every night. It's gorgeous. It's time for a change. So don't break my fucking balls. I went to 
see Bruce twice on that Broadway show he does. And he sings this with his wife. It's so good. She does these beautiful harmonies with him. It's just crazy good. It really gets me. Dare I say near tears. I'm very macho. It's very hard to make me cry. I think he was doing just like a guitar. Man like me. Mm. I'm going to sing this to Robin. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Bring this I love this song. It gets me. I think maybe this is his best song ever. Maybe. What do you think? I love it. When he does well, this, this is a good wife. one. Oh, here goes Robin. Robin backing up Bruce on this. You should have married Bruce. Look, you're so good at it. We could have harmonized. You, you add a nice angle to this song. Imagine you walk out on Broadway with Bruce. I was trying to tell you before we got sidetracked, but Bob the Love Sponge sent me this. Uh, he, he wrote me and said, I'm sending you something, and I hope you like it and you don't think it's hokey, but I get this box in the mail. It's like a giant, like, Super Bowl ring, and it says, uh, and, you know, it, it's not like, it's the size of one of those rings like these big, giant oh, okay. football players wear, you know, and <laughs> and it's like... This song is distracting me. <laughs> you just I wish I could just be a guy in a band where I back big singer up, I do the harmonies. That's what uh, Bruce's wife does, Patty. Yeah. She, she backs him up and it's perfect. I like when you do it. Robin Ophelia Springsteen. I could see. Turn this off or else I'll be on it all day. Um, yeah, so Bubba sent me this yeah. ring. Oh, there she is. <laughs> now you The sing. song is over. <laughs> right. Better late than never. Oh, all right. All right I, I, stop uh-huh. it. <laughs> Killing me. Um, so he sends me this ring. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's this big, giant Super Bowl ring. Encrusted with diamonds. I mean, they're not real diamonds, but, you know, encrusted with diamonds and rubies. And it says Bubba Army on it. And then on the sides, it says Bubba Army and it says Howard. It's got all kind of writing on it because it's the size of a billboard. Sounds fabulous. Yeah, I I think Bubba proposed to me and I don't even, or united me or something. I go, wow. So, you know, I had to write back to, I don't know what I'm going to do with this thing. So I wrote him, I go, Bubba, I'm very honored you would send this to me and... It's so beautiful, and uh, I Why don't know. Why are you na- saying that? Well, come on, he's such a nice guy. And I go, I go. Uh, I guess I'm a captain in the Bubba Army now, and uh, you know, with this big ring. And so I was so nice about it that he wrote me back. He goes, you know, they're not real diamonds. I think he thought that. I thought it was like. <laughs> yes, he thought you really went all out for, uh, or thinking you thought he went really all out for you and bought, bought you diamonds. Yeah. I should have brought it. Down. I, you know what? Tomorrow I'll bring it. Down. I would run yeah, up and get I it now. Yeah, I want to see but it. I would run up and get it, but 
you know, I live. But is he selling those to people? Uh, so yeah, so I wrote him and I go, hey, this is beautiful. And he goes, listen, man, it's not real diamonds. I just want you to know. He goes, uh, and I'm not even. I think Bubba lives in a van now, you know. So I think he's doing <laughs> the van. So I'm like, Bubba, this is a very expensive. Thing. He goes, no, no, no. This is something we give to sponsors and people who are, you know, friends of the show. And I wanted you to have it. And I was like, oh, I'm very honored. Thank you. But I, you know, I said to my wife afterwards, what the, you know. I, where are you got, wear this? <laughs> yeah, where, 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 I mean, what am I going to do with this thing? First of all, it doesn't even fit my finger. It's huge. Like, so I'm probably, I guess, I was thinking, like like Beth said, you know, maybe you give it to someone. I said, but maybe I'll give it to Ronnie, but it says Howard on. I mean, Ronnie eats that shit up, you know, okay. Ronnie, the limo driver. Oh, you, got a, you have a Bubba ring too, Ronnie? Yeah, I have one. <laughs> oh, so it's not you so special. You what did you do it? with it? Oh, you have it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me see yours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. When did you get it? Uh, Last week. Yeah. What are you going to do with that thing? I don't know. I put it on. It looks weird. It takes up yeah. your whole hand. <laughs> I know. It looks like <laughs> a bracelet. Yeah, look at <laughs> so it. What does yours say? Like, what does it say on the diamonds? What does that say? Baba uh, Army, right? It says Bummer Army, and then it says um, there's a picture of a microphone, and it says royalty on one side. Right. And then on the other side, it has my name. Yeah, okay. Uh, Dude, is that your headshot hanging up behind look you? Look at how big that thing is. Yeah, it's a giant ring. I don't know. what you going to save it, Ron? I, I mean, I think I'm going to throw mine out. No, I hate to well, say I'm it. Gonna, of course I'm going to keep it. Well, what do you do with it? I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, I... I got a whole, I used to get stuff like this from people all the time. And I created an archive, as I've said, and now I'm paying a fortune for, you know, I've got like 10 million things like the Bubba ring in this. So I'm cleaning out. Jason's going to, uh, I'm going to give away most of the stuff to the audience. So like, give I'll away give the them, Bubba ring then. Well, Bubba might be upset about that. I don't want to, <laughs> I think I'm going steady with him now. So I don't want to. How much do you think wanna, he paid for that? <laughs> He's, he goes it's not very expensive don't worry about it so i was just like uh because i think he thought that i was way more impressed with this ring than i should be did you write bubba and say hey what's the story on this ring no i just wrote him and i said thank you and uh that was it but what are you gonna i mean i don't know <laughs> that's what i mean no it's, one knows what to do with like, the ring it's like a show i guess it's like a like a show piece Kind of. If you live in an in insane asylum, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was impressed that he sent me one. You know, who are you going to show it to? I know it's a showpiece, but who are you going to show it to? I don't know. I guess if you where ever are you going another... to put it, that people will talk about it and say, "What's that?" Yeah, you got to mount it. You put it, sit it out on the table or something. I don't mm -hmm. know. <laughs> In case there's another threesome over at Ronnie's place, he can uh, whip that out and show the girls. Ron, it's, it's it's impressive. I'm looking at I'm looking at that room you're in. You got a headshot of yourself hanging up on yeah, the well, wall. I, I wanted to decorate the room a little bit. <laughs> he's got a, a, my a head. That's my decoration. He's his, that's my decoration. He's, he's got his headshot and he's got a cartoon of himself racing a car. Yeah, like a drawing of himself. I didn't know what any of that was. I've been looking at it since he got there, and I'm no. like, I don't understand what Ronnie has behind him. I'm decorate. That's my decorations. Instead of all my NASCAR stuff, that's what I put up. Yeah, but generally you don't put pictures of yourself up. 
You know what I mean? Why not? Okay. What, are you going to forget what you look like? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's what I look like. <laughs> In case you forgot. When you're looking at me. Yeah. You know what I think I'm going to do? I got so much shit in storage, like tchotchkes and things. I'm just going to wrap it up and send it to Bubba. Say, hey, I want you to have these things. I'll <laughs> empty out that whole storage Don't you have facility. your junk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll send them all my junk. It'll hang it on the wall. <laughs> Dude, you should see the stuff I have. I mean, I started going over the list. It's I don't know what I was thinking. Safe, Like, I have a Andrea Ownsby calendar like remember miss howard stern andrea ownsby oh okay that's who that is i said i know the name but i can't remember who it is she must have sent me some sort of calendar so i i was like oh i'll just put that in the archive archive meanwhile it's a big fucking garbage dump you know and so i was like like you should i wish i had the list in front of me maybe i do is the calendar like bikini shots or what I don't even know. I have. I mean, she probably sent it to me, and I said, I don't know what to do with this thing. Rather than throw it out, I go, well, maybe it'll be, you know, an antique from our show. Maybe, maybe I thought my show would be way more important or something. Like, I've got a TV guide from Antigua that mentions private parts. Like, somebody sent to say, hey, Howard, I was in Antigua, or Antigua, however you say it. Hey, Howard, I was in Antigua, and I had TV Guide. I opened it up, and it mentioned the movie Private Parts. So instead of throwing it right in the garbage, I just said, okay, save it. I'm like a hoarder. So I have all this stupid shit that even just, like, mentions the movie Private Parts. A TV Guide from Antigua. So I'm just going to throw that out or send it to Bubba. I don't know if you can part with this stuff. You've been talking about throwing it out for a long time. Well, everyone was saying like, hey, you know, it's the um, pandemic to go over to the storage facility and physically throw stuff out. It's dangerous. (laughs) Enough with that. Let's put a few people in danger. (laughs) Get over there and clean that fucking place out. So I'm just going to, I got to go. You know what? I made a vow. I'm going to go through 20 items a day. Either throw them out or give them to the audience or send them to Bubba. Well, I was going to say, now you have to add Bubba's ring, which is pretty hefty, uh, to, into the pile. Do you want it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on that shelf behind you. That is so crazy. It's from you- knuckle to knuckle. It's so big. Yeah. Can imagine? Ronnie's got a bigger hand than me. You should see, my- yeah. you should see it on me. Yeah. The other, the other thing I did want to mention, again, this is a staff note. You know the guy, Mamet, who works for us? Uh, he hasn't been on the air in a while. He's been pretty quiet during the pandemic, but Mamet still works for us. And those of you who are fans of the show know Mamet. Yeah. Nice guy. So, you know, he was single for a long time, met this girl. What's his girlfriend's name again? Mary. Mary. And he moved in with her, and, you know, he kind of grew up a lot. I'm a bad and- cowboy. Yeah, you remember he used to pretend he was a cowboy and all I'm that I'm a cowboy. Shit. Right. And um, so it was announced he's, he, he proposed to his girlfriend. He's getting married. He's engaged. He's getting married. And I was happy Wonderful. for the guy. But then I was told in the last staff meeting, Mamet uh, announced he's getting married on a day we do the radio show. I, and I go, what? And he, and he invited a whole bunch of people from the show to go. And, of course, if they're working for me, 
But they can go to Mamet's wedding, but you know, don't come, don't bother coming back. <laughs> I mean, what are you kidding me? We're, we do 112 shows a year. So there's there's weekends, there's uh, Thursdays, Fridays, there's various uh, summer vacations. All when we don't do a show, he decided. I mean, it really makes what me, actual day is it? Is it a I don't Tuesday? Think he's, he, it's either a Tuesday or a Wednesday, yeah. And um, and then and then and then I, the dopey explanation I got was, well, Mehmet wants to get married on a day where certain numbers are included in the date, and then it turns uh, out that didn't even work out. So he's not. Oh, really? That's not true. Yeah, dude, I I question your thought process. Why would you get married on a day that I'm doing a radio show, one dude. of the few days that you you're needed? Why would you do that? You have no idea the extent I've gone to not piss you off in any way during this whole uh, marriage. Yeah. I'm literally planning to work the day that I get married because we're going oh. to be West Coast. We're three hours behind. It's an evening wedding. I'm going to be on Zoom attending every single meeting. And then when oh. I sign off work, I'm getting married that night. Oh, I got no problem. If, I didn't hear that. Yeah. But why would you invite everyone to go to the wedding? You you think I'm going to put up well, with that? that was a that was a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Because well, how can they go to your? But you don't really want them there because you're getting married well, on a I show do. day. Of course I do. No, no you no, don't. No, that's... But how could you invite them if they're if they're working that day? If they if they wanted to come, and I completely understand if they don't. But if they wanted to come. If they wanted, they could do the same thing I'm doing. They could you know go to yeah, work. But why get married on that a... night? We. But why get married during the, the week? Why don't you, so your family and friends can enjoy it, why don't you uh, mar get married on the weekend? Well, it, I, it, it, there's lots of different things with, like, family and the day we wanted to do it and the time the place was available. So there were lots of things out of my control. And I apologize that it's during the week. Hmm. I feel terrible about it. but uh, And I don't want anyone to feel pressure if they don't want to come. I just wanted people to know that I wanted them included if they wanted to, to be there. And I'm sorry. Man. How do these do things it. get out of his control? You know, he I acts know. like he doesn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, he acts like he's Prince Harry and like, you know, like, <laughs> the, you know, well, you know, the queen insists that we, uh, you know, I mean, what the fuck? You're so right. Uh, what, no one's insisting anything. They can, they can turn it down and I, I completely understand and there will be no hard feelings at all. And what are you going to do with COVID? I mean, uh, is everyone going to be tested? That's, I mean, what a hassle. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, COVID sucks and it makes it hard we can't invite as many people as we wanted and yes we have to follow all the rules and you have to be outside and all that stuff it, it is a pain but again i don't want anyone to feel pressure do what you're comfortable doing and that's what the invites hmm. said good luck i can't believe you're getting married dude you were pretty yeah, immature about I, all that even the proposal is like everything is so damn stressful but um well, you went out of your, man, I don't even, what is that thing you did? I should explain to the audience what the hell I got you here. So there's some trivia game that Mamet plays with his fiance, Mary, uh -huh. where you go on the internet and it's, what is it? What is this game you play? It's a, it's an online, yeah, it's an, it's an app basically where once a week, uh, everyone in the country can play and there's 10 questions and it's just multiple choice and. Um, our families play it together because we're all like it's it's 
quarantine. It's right. COVID. It's the only way we like, you know, meet up every week. So I thought it would so be Mehmet, a fun way to go ahead. So Mehmet somehow managed to get the game to make the trivia question his proposal. Uh-huh. And uh anyway, here I got tape of this. This is his proposal during the trivia okay. game. So they're playing trivia, him, his family, and Mary. And here's what happens. Asking this bonus question is guest HQD Mehmet. Hi, Mary. Here's the big question. Will you marry me? Yes, no, or Denmark? And here's a free eraser. You would have to know. They, they... You better make up your mind, Mary. It's a big decision. And that free eraser should have made it easier for you. Woo! Wish we could give you more than 10 seconds, but we'd have to reprogram the whole system. So uh, we'll just wait for the good news from y'all and uh, pass it on to the HQDs when it comes. Look at if, that love. By the way, if you had any idea like how much I I, I really hope she didn't choose about... Denmark. You know, some t- every HQD can attest to this. <laughs> you got the, when the clock is ticking. Woo. Mary's sitting over like, oh, no. <laughs> The fuck is everybody what, doing? What what is happening here? <laughs> I didn't. That's what that. you play. You play that. But, well, yeah, once a week we do, and it, it's hmm. literally like everything I've done. I I do think about you and like trying to avoid pissing you off. Literally, I asked my girlfriend to marry me. She said yes, and I felt great for like five minutes, and then the rest of the night I was just sitting there like, oh my god, what did I do? Like I did something wrong. Howard's gonna be pissed at me. I did it the wrong way. I'm not trying to upset you or break any hey don't worry about me dude i'm not upset i mean now that you've explained it to me but i know i know the people you invited are upset because they're like first of all uh, their yeah. whole, the, the whole shit they're saying is mamet had to know that the staff can't miss work and fly to his wedding evidently it's in california so uh, again if people them, are angry at the me invite, I, you know, the, invite comes, the invite comes as a demand for money basically it's like yeah just send me some cash Right. Everyone's all pissed off. <laughs> I understand. And again, it's like, you know, I, I invited more people from here than my own family. I've worked here like eight years. This place. Yeah, is so why life. would you get married without them and not have them participate? Well, it's not just me getting married. It's two people with two lives. Yeah. And well, you sit down with your wife. This is a pretty like important that. discussion. And you go, listen, I work for a living. Let's do it on a weekend. You know, I hear you. I hear you. It's just uh, weird. It, I know it didn't work out that way. And if people can't come again, how does it not I, work I out that way, though? I don't even understand. Like, what do you mean? The, the, the two of you are planning it. You act like it was done to you. Well, weird. I did think it was reasonable. I was like, I'm going to be able to work that day. You, okay, if that's no one told you I was getting married that day, it would have absolutely no bearing on the show that's or fine. anything like that. I got no problem with that. I'm just saying, if you want people to come from work and even... Why would you plan it on a day you got to work all day? Why not enjoy the day? I don't know. Call me I nuts. Understand. I hear you. What's up, Jason? Uh, it, it, I'm in such a. Uh, I'm one of the guys that's upset, and I'm not. I love Mehmet. I'm Mehmet. This isn't like a personal thing, but I got your right. invite in the mail, and I was excited uh, uh, for everything. And then I noticed it was the destination wedding, and right away my wife is like, "Well, you're going to that by yourself because I'm not getting on a plane and all right. this stuff with COVID." And I said, "Yeah, something I'll have to really think about." And then I sat down at the computer to put it on the calendar, and it's like it's a fucking Wednesday. 
Is that what am I supposed to do? Like fly out after the show on Tuesday, halfway across the country, nah. wake up at three in the morning, wherever this is, do my job, and then go do a wedding on a Wednesday night and he come back want you and the show for the next day or for the next Just week? Just send a gift. Just how much how much money would you would you want from Jason for your wedding? Yeah, give me the number. What's the head? What's the what's the cost? Sixty five ahead? Hundred fifty ahead? Oh. What are you going to send them? Whatever you want to do. I, I understand. How much money are you going to send them? I don't know. I get, like, I don't know because I'm not there. You're supposed to send less, right? Because you're not there. You're not eating. It's, it's, Dude, uh, people do that do the whole to me all calculation. the time. <laughs> people up? do that to me all the time because I'm, you know, I'm famous and stuff. I got to send them like 500 to to 1000 bucks. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, my man. Yeah. No, you're not yeah. getting that. I, I, I hate it. <laughs> no, I really like. I knew. I, I knew this was coming. I, I was like, okay, if I'm sending these invites out, they're gonna say it's a money grab. But it also like it just like there was a pit in my stomach about not inviting my friends. You know what I mean? Like it just felt wrong. So I apologize, Jason. And I'll tell I'm you sorry what you did you write. Feel like you have to write a check. Thank you for no, not no. inviting me. Yeah. By the way, I think Ronnie's going. Ron, well, Ronnie's retired. He can go. Yeah. Yeah, he just texted me. He's going. And Ronnie's happy to get out of that fucking house. <laughs> Ronnie's been on planes. Ronnie's done it all. Yeah, and Ronnie can't get COVID, so he's not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> you want an uh, an Andrea Miss Howard Stern calendar for your wedding? I'll send you that. That'd be great. Thank you. And a TV guide from Antigua. How about a yes. Bubba ring? <laughs> Would you like a Bubba ring that says Howard Bubba Army? Sure. Any of these things. Howard, can I send him something from your archive as a gift? Since I, uh, I sure, just like uh, yes, Mehmet, you're gonna get 700 Miss Howard Stern uh, danglers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. Meanwhile, uh, are you gonna have kids? Uh, I don't. There's no plan right now. Good. He's got wacky ideas about how to raise children that are out outright disturbing, and he should never have oh. children. Well, since he doesn't make any of his own decisions, he'd better check to see if he's having children. <laughs> Tell Robin your plan on how. Like, here, I'll read it to her. You got to hear this. You, I, I hope you're not serious about this, because seriously, don't have kids if this is really your thoughts. You could tell he must have been traumatized as a child. <laughs> well, there's got to be some me. explanation for him. Um. Ahmed said he proposed because marriage seemed like the next logical step and he's ready to settle down and have children someday. He would prefer to have a boy because he feels he'd relate better. Um, I've been, I've, uh, I changed that answer. I would be happy with whatever gender we have. There you go. I've been re-educated on that question. Somebody got to him. Okay. <laughs> Ahmed would ensure, yeah, someone trained him. Mehmet would ensure his child would not grow up to be an obnoxious brat by raising him using fear and psychological torture. This is how. Well, I'd be a strict parent is what I really mean. Here's Mehmet's idea of parenting. You think you'd be a good dad? I do. What do you think your parenting philosophy would be? I would just, you know, make sure my child is not an obnoxious brat and knows how to behave in public. How would you? The same way I was raised. Fear. How would you do that? Fear? Yes. <laughs> do you believe in spanking a child? If you psychologically torture them early enough, you can get in their head where you don't have to raise a hand to them. How would you, how do you psychologically torment them? Well, you yell at them, make them scared of the world. You know, you make them feel insecure about themselves. As a last resort? Violence? Yes. 
physical contact as, as an absolute last resort. Jesus, that you know, you actually uh, go against all the experts. The experts say make a child feel safe and secure, teach them how to fly on their own, how to you know spread their wings. Well, you say now, yeah, please, you should write what a book about this. Look at kids now. He says, uh, oh. Well, just, I mean, just, Robin, you were in the Air Force. Think about our military. Like, how how do we train people in the military? You you break them down until they're like nothing, and then you build them back up. And that's why we're the strongest fighting force in America, in the world. But you won't, your children won't have anything to break down. You will have broken them. Yeah, they'll be ready for them. And then you, you forget the build them back up part of it. Oh, so you break I, them, I, then you build them. How many kids do you know that are brats? I mean, it seems like you've done a lot of research into this. Well, you go out in the world, I, you see them everywhere. I, I, people really? who are raised strictly tend to behave. I, I think your dad sounds like he did a great job. <laughs> He's great. I, I can't uh, kind of, I'm emotionally crippled and can't even fucking <laughs> function. Except but for doing you, you radio. Never, you never talked ah, back to him. You were like oh, polite no. when you'd go out in society as a young man, as a student. Oh, yes. You talk about you yeah, were quiet. I mean, that to me and sounds I suffer, like your dad I was suffer at home. You should thank violently him. in a depression. Hey, you know, so, would um, you want your kids to be happy and healthy? I want them to just be. I want them to be polite to people, well-behaved people. Yes, and successful people usually are polite and well-behaved. I'm sending you a. Uh, first of all, too bad Robin's dad isn't alive anymore. He could help you, with the kids. <laughs> he did a pretty. He did a real good job of scaring everyone. Oh, and well, look uh, at Robin now. She could own islands. She's doing great. Yep. <laughs> By the way, I know what I'm going to get you for a wedding gift, a, a, a waterboarding kit for the kids. When... <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, and a good thing to do is to start yelling at your kids while your wife is pregnant. Like you can, they can hear stuff and pick up stuff. So don't them in you utero, have a good time. Oh, yeah, in yelling. Yelling. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Mehmet says the staffer he turned to for parenting advice is Sal. Oh, he says Sal's kids work hard. Well, putting... First of all, what I, I said was I, I do admire the way just based on Sal's kids. I think they're extremely polite, well-spoken. They're putting themselves through school. They're working. So, yeah, Sal is someone I'd go to advice. But what I told the person asking me this question was I would go to anyone for advice who had a kid. But Sal seems to be doing particularly 